0: Welcome once again to Touching Hearts and Changing Lives. This is Pastor Holmes, your host. You hear me say this every week, but it truly is my privilege and my pleasure to be back amongst my listening audience once again as we come into his presence for the study of the Word of God. But as always, let us first begin with a word of prayer. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you, O Lord, for watching over us and caring for us. We ask, Lord, that you would just bless this program, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart may be found acceptable in Thy sight. Lord bless those who are listening and bless those who are sick and incarcerated. Rast us all in Jesus' name for his name's sake. Amen. Well, if you're tuning in, we've been in the study of First Peter. We've been talking about saints' suffering and the reason for the suffering and various other topics as we go through this segment of First Peter chapter one, verse by verse. I want to go back to about verse eleven and start picking this up as we unfold the truth of this word of God. Verse 11 says, Searching what, or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Verse 12 says, Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven which things the angels desire to look into well what is Peter saying here he's talking about during the times that the prophets were preaching the foreknowledge and the forecoming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the prophets did not see the fulfillment of those scriptures, uh, but they did understand the truth of the word of God. And And when we look into this thing, we see in the fullness of time, in Galatians it says Jesus was born of a woman and born under the law. In the fullness of time, Jesus was born of a woman and born under the law. That's the fullness of time is ground zero if you will. That's when B.C. and A.D. came together in the fullness of time. That's when the clock started for the last days when Jesus walked this earth for those periods of time that he was here some 33 and a half years. We know that he died on Calvary, was buried in a borrowed tomb on the third day. He arose from the grave. And then later on he ascended back to be with the Father and now is seated at the right hand of the Father. And we are in the latter days. But let's go back to this this gospel, this salvation, this salvific gift that now is being proclaimed. First it was proclaimed by the prophets. They had not seen the coming of Jesus yet, but they knew Jesus was coming. Now for we who are in the church age, when Peter wrote this, he understood that Christ had come and had risen from the grave and now salvation is to be preached salvation is now proclaimed in a gospel the word gospel means the good news and good tidings it is a glorious message of god's salvation the death of jesus christ who died for our sins and was raised again for our justification this is glorious news to those whom truly believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. We used to always say he has to be Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. Many times the mistake is made, in my opinion, that people want to know him as Christ. That is, they understand that he paid the price for their sins, but they don't like the idea of him being Lord of their lives. He's got to be Lord and Christ. He can't be one or the other. He has to be a combined combination of Lord and Christ. God counts our faith as righteousness of Jesus Christ, therefore we are able to stand before God as righteous beings because we are accepted to him through Jesus Christ. God counts us as having already died in the death of Jesus Christ, therefore having died in Christ, we never have to die again. We live with that promise. We know that if this old clay is laid in the grave, that absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. The moment my eyes are closed in death, unless Jesus comes first, I know that my spirit goes to be with the Lord. That's the promise that has been given to us. And I know that one day. No man knows the hour, but when Jesus comes, it's in First Thessalonians says the dead in Christ will be raised first, and then we who are alive will be caught up, changed in a twinkling of an eye. That is good news. I will be putting on. We will shall be putting on a glorified body, never to get sick, old, or die again. That's the promise. We are dead in Christ. This is the gospel of good news of God's eternal salvation. The duty of man is clear. He must believe the gospel and commit his total being to Jesus Christ, the Lord and begin to follow and live for him now that's one of my kind of pet peeves if you will we we almost are allowing our, our church folks to just think they can get salvation and just walk on through life doing what they would like to do. But we are to live for Jesus Christ. We are determined now to be called the body of Christ. He's the head and we are the body. And so, therefore, just like my head is in control of my body, my body does what the head requires of them to do. And so, Jesus requires his body, that is the body of Christ, to do the things on earth that he was doing while he walked this earth this is to be a fulfillment of his ministry when he was here on earth he just opened the doors and allowed us to see what should be done how it was to be done and now we are to do it and so therefore we must understand that as the body of Christ we are sent into this lost and dying world to proclaim the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ no one has to be fearful of dying uh, and going to hell And by the way, I think I've mentioned this several times on on various programs. Since Calvary, no one goes to hell because of sin. Let me say that again. Since Calvary, no one goes to hell because of sin. Jesus paid that price. People go to hell because they reject Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Without Him, there is no hope of eternal salvation. This gospel of salvation is now proclaimed. This is to be proclaimed to every man, woman, boy, girl around the globe. We ought to be praying mightily for our missionaries. We need to understand and 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 know the fact that our missionaries are critically important because where you and I are not called perhaps to go onto a foreign mission field they have voluntarily have gone onto these mission fields and now they are serving the lord jesus christ and we ought to back them up so god counts our faith in in jesus as righteousness remember the bible says abraham believed god and god counted it unto him as righteousness and even in the end of verse 12 it it even says that the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. The angels don't understand this salvific gift that we've been given, but it is such a glorious thing that God has done to be able to draw the lost mankind back to Himself that the angels desire to look into it. They would, would marvel at this gift of salvation. So the mystery of Christ profoundly affects heavenly beings also. It causes them to stand in stark amazement of what God has done. And so let's look at verse 13 before our time runs out. It says, Wherefore, gird up the loin of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I'm going to come from some of my notes from the preacher's Sermon and Outline Bible says, Now the focus now is coming upon grace, the salvation of God. Remember, grace is favor of God showered upon us. We do not deserve his favor, for we have not believed God, not perfectly at least. We have disobeyed, transgressed, cursed, neglected, ignored, and rebelled against God in every form and fashion that we can think of. And yet God has favored us. So it says gird up the loins of your mind. This means to gather all the loose thoughts. To gird up your mind and thoughts. To concentrate and focus your attention upon your coming salvation. And remember now, this sounds a little strange about your coming salvation. But let me use the last few minutes we have together on this program to, to explain that. When you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior you became saved. Now, as you're walking through this life's journey, you're being saved. But comes a day that when you put on that glorified body, that you will be totally saved. Salvation is an ongoing active gift. It is not just a one time thing that just you just put on the shelf and just wait till Jesus comes. You and I need to learn how to appreciate the fact that as we walk through this life, we are walking in the gift of the grace of God, the salvific gift that He gives us. Well, my brothers and sisters in Christ, we'll pick up verse thirteen next program and we'll continue on. If you Don't have a church home? Please join with us at Crystal Fountain Missionary Baptist Church. We're located inside of the Mesa Bible Church, located at 1720 East 8th Avenue in Mesa at 2 p.m. on Sundays. Love to see you there. Take care. God bless. And see you again next week.